Good morning. Welcome to the Quincy Church of the Nazarene. This is April 5th, 2020. We are still closed as per Governor Inslee's request. Please keep watching for updates from the Grant County Health District and for those from Governor Inslee as to when we will be opening our doors again for church service. I would like to encourage you to continue to check in on each other. Please feel free to share praises and prayer requests with me as we go through this time. On Easter Sunday, April 12th, we would, take, we would like to take communion with you. If we are still able, unable to meet face-to-face, -face, I would like for you to be prepared with cracker, a piece of bread, and juice to partake in communion as we watch the video. We will, at that time, my desire is that we do it at the same time. My text for this morning comes from Philippians chapter 2. Uh, we start at verse 5. Uh, on our Christian calendar, this is Palm Sunday. Instead of waving palm branches this morning, we will be taking an in-depth look at our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you want to follow along, I'll be reading again Philippians 2, at, starting at verse 5, and I'll be out of the NIV. As for finding ourselves in the text this morning, I believe it will be twofold. First, acknowledging who Jesus really is, and secondly, to be like-minded. And because of that rendering, our allegiance to the one whom every knee will bow Follow along as I read to you Philippians 2, starting at verse 5. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Will you bow your heads with me, please? Dear Heavenly Father, we have read from your word this morning, and we realize, in part, the magnitude of this great plan to reconcile the human race to yourself. Knowing everything is at your disposal, use this text, my words, in our acts of worship today to bring yourself glory and honor. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, the reading of God's word. Jumping right in at our verse today at verse 5. I like the way the NIV renders it. Your attitude should be the same as that as Christ Jesus. Your attitude is the, is the common translation in the modern versions. versions. 
By comparison to the King James, it says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And another one that's a different wording, but saying the same thing, is found by Eugene Peterson. I like the way it says, Think of yourselves the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. As we make our way through the scripture, keep that goal in mind. Our attitude and our mindset should be that as of Christ Jesus. The text isn't too bad thus far. Until that is, you add in what we're comparing ourselves to, God. Let me explain by rereading verse 5 and then adding verse 6. Your attitude should be that the same of Christ Jesus, who, speaking of Jesus, being the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. What does that mean? First and foremost, Jesus Christ was God. Everything God is, Christ is, period. We must never get away from this fundamental truth. Secondly, although Jesus was God, he did not demand or cling to his right as God. He set them aside for a time in order to become human. When Christ was born, he became a man. Jesus was not part man and part God. He was completely human and completely divine. One professor called him the 200% man. 100% God and 100% man, thus making Christ the perfect expression of God in human form. As a man, Jesus experienced everything we experienced. There was no exceptions. He was 100% human. The only difference was Jesus did not sin. The book of Hebrews explains it this way, Hebrews 4.15. For we do not have a high priest, that is Jesus, who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. But we have one, this Jesus, who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet was without sin. Although being fully God, he set aside all his rights to become fully human so that you and I could see the character of God demonstrated in human likeness. In a nutshell, through Jesus' humanity, we can see everything about God's character that, be con that can be conveyed in human terms. Philippians 2, 7. But made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. The writings of Isaiah, Isaiah mirrors this. Isaiah 52, 2 and 3. He grew up before him like a tender shoot, like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. Like one from whom men hid their faces, he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Jesus made himself nothing. 
Philippians 2, 7. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. Moving to verse 8, Jesus humbled himself. To not only be not only being human, but a human willingly, willingly to die on the Roman cross. Stuart Hine words the uh, wrote the words of the hymn "How Great Thou Art." One verse in particular describes this point beautifully. And when I thank that God, His Son not sparing, sent Him to die. I can scarce take it in. That on the cross my burden gladly bearing, he bled and died to take away my sin. Jesus, speaking of himself, says in Mark 10.45, For even the Son of Man did not come to, to be served, but to serve, even to give his life as a ransom for many. And the Apostle Paul worded it like this in 2 Corinthians 8, 9. Though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that you through his poverty might become rich. Becoming a man was humbling. Taking the nature of a servant was more humbling. Christ went still further. He humbled himself to the extent of being willing to die like a common criminal, on a cross. Philippians 2 9, therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. Again, I like Eugene Peterson's usage. Because of that, God exalted him, given him the highest place possible, and then gives him the name that is above everyone's else's. Because Jesus did not cling to his equality with God but willingly obeyed in order to carry out the plan of salvation. God honored that obedience by giving Jesus this name that is above all names. In one day, verse 10, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. This is twofold. Those who love Jesus will bow it out will bow in adoration and worship. And those who refuse to acknowledge him will bow in submission and out of fear. Revelation five eleven through fourteen gives us a glimpse. This is John, the beloved disciple. Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands, and ten thousand times ten thousand. They encircled the throne and, and the living creatures and the elders. In a loud voice they sang, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them singing to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. The four living creatures said, Amen, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. Every tongue will confess the basic truth 
of Christianity. Jesus Christ is Lord. Every tongue in heaven and on earth and under the earth will recognize Jesus as Lord, either because of belief or because of a mere acknowledgement of the undisputed fact. No tongue will be silent. No uh, knee will remain unbowed. All creation will recognize Jesus Christ as Lord. On this Palm Sunday, and in the light of God's word, where do you find yourself? Leading up to the cross, then on the cross, still thinking the best, holding up the highest standard. And we are to have the same attitude and the same mindset. I'm guessing you were like me thinking, I got a lot of work to do. Good news, bad news scenario. Let me give you the bad news first. The bad news is you cannot succeed in being like Christ in your own strength. It's just impossible. At best, you may succeed for a day. That's the bad news. The good news is Christ wants to help you. By hanging on the cross, he paid the price for our sins, enabling us to have his spirit residing in us. With his help, we can be successful in being Christ-like in attitude and mindset. Will you pray with me, please? Once again, Heavenly Father, we come to you finding ourselves lacking. Oh, Father, forgive us of our sins, our shortfalls, and our weaknesses. We recognize this morning that we need your precious Holy Spirit to fill us and to make us whole. W-H-O-L-E, whole, in your sight. May it be so. In Jesus' name, amen. Next week is Easter. I'd like to, uh, like I read earlier, take communion with you in your homes. Please prepare your hearts to receive the elements of bread and juice. Let your conscience be your guide as you partake in the bread and juice of your choice. Choice. Uh, Kathy and I will be using unleavened bread and unfermented grape juice. I said that for you, Dave Dormeyer. <laughs> Check in with one another throughout the week and keep us all in your prayer, all of us. God bless you. Bye.